Welcome back to the Section K Podcast. Today's Tuesday, July 30th, CHC Charity Team Pinning Day. Team pinning is going to take place as soon as the non-pro cutting gets done over in the Coliseum. Head on over to the WR Water Arena. Get your team pinning action going, man. Let's get it on. On today's show, we're going to talk about the fun-filled youth week. Talk about our amateur champions at this year's Metallic Cat Summer Cutting Spectacular. We're also going to talk about the new horse facility that's being built out in Ocala, Florida. Big things going on out east with the new equestrian center out there. And last but not least, we're going to sit down with an awesome interview with South Texas Cowboy and 5'6 Limited Open champion Thomas Bray. Thomas came by the Section K Podcast studio in the Amon G. Carter Exhibit Hall. Sat down with myself, Cody, and Colburn. And, uh, man, that guy's a cool guy. Can't thank Thomas enough for taking the time coming by and visiting with us. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode of the Section K Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Western Bloodstock. Western Bloodstock conducts all of the sales at the NRCHA and NCHA major events in Fort Worth, Texas. Whether you are looking for a ready-made show horse, broodmares, or your next young prospect, Western Bloodstock has many options available to fulfill your performance horse needs. Like their page on Facebook, Western Bloodstock LTD, or visit their website, www.westernbloodstock.net. In the Derby Amateur Class, CD Stylish Cat and Grant Martin won the championship. James Hooper, Princess Metallic, was reserved in the Amateur Classic Challenge. There were co-champions Jacob Little and his gelding Bet He's Amazing, tied with Bridget Trenary and Brenda Rays, marking two 19s. In the Unlimited Amateur Derby, our friend Xavier Rodriguez and more ranch bread, one more try, marked a 220. For that championship shout out Xavier man he's been working super hard over the last few years he's one of the nicest guys you'll see at the cuttings always hashtag man comes up and and visits with you and shakes your hand and sees how you're doing it was really cool to see first and foremost one of Kathleen and Ty's bred horses win with an amateur but with old Xavier man X going give it to you picked up a championship in the big house man so shout out Xavier if, if you're not familiar with who Xavier is he's kind of been around for a while has ties to old rugio door and uh martin perez yeah yoana cespedes and some of the some of the big leaguers that are kind of into horses so he's a really cool part of cutting and big congrats to him for winning a championship in the big house the reserve champ and the unlimited amateur derby was double cat flash and hillary watson shout out hillary for being reserve uh her husband tom watson Finished out his Open Championship career this week at the Senior Open Championship over at Royal St. Anne's, I believe, in Scotland. So um, I think it was his last um, Open Championship in both the Senior Open and the regular Open Championship. He had a legendary career. I know he won the British Open three times, or the Open Championship. I should say a ton of your European golf fans get pretty offended when he called the British Open. But um, that guy, he's a unbelievable asset to cutting an unbelievable asset to the sport of golf and it's awesome to see his lovely wife hillary watson back in the show pen and doing well 
Um, in the Unlimited Classic Challenge Division, what a surprise. Langston Patillo, high style and CD, 223. I mean, what's there to be said about that duo? All he does is win? <laughs> All the time. I mean, that's one of the best, if not the best, amateur duos I feel like to ever do it. It has to be. Like the... I don't know about ever do it, back but to back classic challenge. I mean, he's won a right lot of spectacular. But yeah, I in mean, the amateur class. I mean, that, he's right now. Th those two are the ones to be tough. in the amateur, and then especially when you come to the show in Fort Worth, they stick out. And he's just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's only like sixteen, and I think that's his third win in here. I know he he won two championships when he had had that other gilding, uh, the smooth as a cat gilding that EJ and Christina Huntley are, are currently showing. And then that same show, I believe he won um, the amateur, the unlimited amateur. To win two at the same show and then to come back and, like, defend your title, I feel like that's pretty yeah hard to do and pretty impressive. So um, what an unbelievable career for Langston and High Style and CD in Fort Worth at the NCHA Triple Crown events. Um, in reserve, um, our friend Duff Sinclair and his gilding, good-looking son of a itch, marked a 219. For Love the name. The reserve. Yeah, it's one of the best names <laughs> going right now, I would say. Um, Duff, if you guys don't know him, he's one of the coolest guys you'll see around. He's a Lipan um, resident along with Cody Hedlund. I'm sure you might see him down there at the Lipan store every now and again. Oh, yeah, you'll see him. Getting the necessities time that time. you might need. When you, yeah, exactly. Maybe a greasy cheeseburger at the Lipan store. Shooting the shit with the old guys. Yeah. Heck yeah. So There's only 400 of us in there in Lipan, <laughs> so you pretty much know everybody. Yeah, they're all buddies. So, yeah, big congratulations to all the amateur champions and reserve champions at this year's Metallic Cat Summer Cutting Spectacular. How about that youth week, Headland? was a great set of youth cuttings. Um both the World Finals and the NCHA Foundation scholarship cutting, um, I thought had great turnouts. Tons of kids were here in town for the week. Tons of fun activities. The Lane Hardy concert. Um, like I said, three rounds of World Finals in the evenings in the Coliseum and those scholarship finals. I think that's kind of what everybody gears up for um, most of the year. It's kind of what all the kids look forward to. I know it's what we talked about last week, looking forward to. Yeah, we went to uh, the first go-around of both the junior and senior youth and just sat up there and watched. And I know it was pretty cool, me and CBL, swapping stories about showing in the youth and, and like we did here on the podcast. But it was really cool to watch those kids, and those kids are so fun to watch, man. I mean, it's just half of them, their legs don't even reach past the saddle yeah. pads. And, and you can see a lot of those kids that try to imitate these, these riders yeah. in the open. Yeah. And it's funny to watch them because they're out there just power cutting and they're leaning and getting into it. And it's, it's awesome. And I remember when I was yeah. doing it and it was, it was pretty cool just sitting there watching when you and I were talking about it. Just, yeah. I haven't really sat in there and watched the go rounds of the youth like I did here this last week. And junior youth go rounds are like the greatest day. Of the year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I'm going to tell you what Jack Mitchell, he made the finals in the junior youth. Watch out. But I can't wait until that kid figures out how to center up on a cow because he will 
ask a cult for something. Yeah. <laughs> he already has that no fear factor. Yeah. You talk about kids imitating trainers and – I think that is one of the best imitations. He looks a lot like his father <laughs> when he goes down there and gets to. He's got the little bull rider look too. Around. Though. Yeah, he's, he's got the little rough steers. stock look. Yeah, yeah, he's got the little rough stock look for sure. Ryder um, Flynn too. Yeah. I was I was bummed for him. He was doing so good. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, he killed it. I talked to his mom and dad right after, and and Ashley. She told me she said that I guess it was after the Bi Kids cutting this year. He came home and said. I'm about to take this extremely seriously. Like it's time to practice. <laughs> we're getting serious. And, and if you guys have met Ryder, him saying that yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. But yeah, he did unbelievable. It was really fun to watch someone like him. You said mentioned kids not being able to get their feet past the saddle pad. I feel like this was the first year that his feet did go past the saddle yeah. pad. So yeah. it was. It's fun to see all the kids grow up, see them improve over the year, and. That was definitely one of my favorites in the junior youth go round. Yeah, it's just funny now. I don't. I saw being kind of. I haven't been now. in the youth for no, ten years, yeah. man. Like that's that's why it's crazy. Yeah. But there's, you remember, spotlights from every moment that you can see during uh, the junior and senior youth finals or scholarship cutting because you can remember when you first started and just had absolutely no idea what was going on. <laughs> And then to the point where you're at that point where you actually really want to do good, but you maybe don't know uh, what to actually do. You just know that you need to try harder. And yeah. then there's and then there's the others that have figured it out, and their confidence is through the roof when they're riding. Well, yeah, like little Brody Magby. I mean, he he's down there, and he's been doing this for a couple of years now. I remember a couple of years ago when he rode Checkers Live Oak, and it was awesome. Yeah. Man. And, and then showing one sneaky bluegrass, a horse's dad. <clears throat> the horse's dad has done so well on. I mean, that was cool too. And, and Buffy back there getting it ready, just like she always does. Just for like Eric. an open cutting. Yep, yeah. that was that was awesome. His his first go run, that was that was, that was cool. pretty pretty Smoking awesome. Run. He he had some swagger. He didn't quite get the right cows cut in the finals, but yeah. it was it was pretty darn good. Yeah, the junior youth champion Will Shaw of the Crown Ranch rode Velvet's Revolver. To a 224, kind of a redemption story for old Will. Last year he led the junior youth go-round, um, kind of horse playing with some of his friends, as we all know. Youth week, man. Yeah, man, it's <laughs> part of the fun. He broke his arm last year in between the go-round and the final, so I was really happy to see um, pretty good friends with the entire Bouchaw family. I know Chad had to have been pumped, but it was just fun to see after last year just the disappointment of – leading the go-round, doing well in the aged event, and having to scratch from, like, three finals uh, last year was not fun for Will. And it was really cool to see a kid like that come and do well at the scholarship cutting here in Fort Worth. And the, don't think we left out Will. Like, I mean, he showed the hair off that gray horse, yeah, too. Like, yeah. we just – he was a champ, so we knew we were going to talk about yeah. him. But, I mean, he had the three beautiful cuts – and, I mean, he just kicking on that horse and making him go hold that cow. And those cows were not slow no. at all. Yeah, he chipped his third cow with, like, 30 seconds. That was my favorite thing about both scholarship champion runs was they cut their third cows with 30 seconds or more. Amount of courage, man. Yeah, I mean. Confidence. Plus. They want to win. <laughs> yeah. So, the reserve champion and the scholarship cutting, Charles Cody Gann, a.k.a. Blue, had a heck of a week, man. Unbelievable week. Picked up a reserve championship in the scholarship cutting. Was the 
NYCHA, holy cow, performance horses, world final show champion, and also picked up the Junior Youth World Championship with his third round win in those holy cow performances, Junior Youth World Finals. Man, could you imagine? It's like the NFR going into that last last night and that run. De- Needing to do good. Yeah, to, that, to that run depended on who was going to win the Junior Youth World Championship. And Lindy Polk just had a little bad luck, and she had done really well. I think she won the first round in that Junior Youth. That Junior yeah, that's Youth right. race was yep. so tight, man. And, man, I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom having a week like that kid just had. Well, I mean, I, I'm sitting here trying to think what myself – would be going through in that moment like not that there would be any pressure outside your own head of this being yeah. like it I doesn't want, matter yeah i would I, I don't know if i could even do it and yeah. that, that kids showed up and got it got it done yeah, yeah and i think he marked 20s in the in the yeah he had finals. a little tough luck in the first go round too and and so he and i think lindy might have taken the lead going into the second go-around of the World Finals. And, man, I mean, that's that's cool. And then to go in there and show and the same horse, too. Heavy metal. Heavy metal. His dad, Cat Gildan. His dad showed that a lot of, that horse a lot in the age events and did really well. Yeah, he was talking on one of the videos. I think it was the Quarter Horse News video and was just saying how they were like, describe your horse in one word, and he was like, annoying. <laughs> 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 I guess he must be a pretty, like – friendly animal i bet i bet he's well i'm sure he's a gilding and yeah. he's got a youth gilding for a little Probably while so he might get some treats some, yeah, he <laughs> yeah. Might. the coolest thing about that whole race and it coming down to the wire is when they interviewed those kids at the end and they were talking about how they're best friends yep and like i was like that's youth week right that's there what that's what about. that's what the nycha is all about is those kids being best friends and being first and second and they hauled all year against each other came down to the last run and they're still going to be friends, and that's cool. The senior youth scholarship cutting, man, that deal is so tough every single year. It Not took, unless you're Lance Cooper, yeah, three-time champ. That's true. It took a 216 and a half to go back uh, to the finals. I mean, horses like Dual Reyes, Junie Wood, Pepto Tutti, looking for Caviar, Raining Cats, Catman Blue, I mean – Wow. What out of those horses do That's you not want to show? I didn't even name Special All of Boone. Them. I mean, that was the champion. He was in the 5-6 finals here at this show with his uh, Lance's dad, Michael Cooper, in the saddle. Um, yeah, but what is there to say about coming back and defending your title, Lance? Yeah, marked a 222 last year aboard old Fancy Ray. Comes back this year. Marks a 225 aboard. Wow. Michael Cooper trained Rose Valley owned special new boon but yeah what was kind of y'all's takes from the senior youth go rounds and final shout out mason mefford by the way 219 and a half he was in, he was late in that last set too wasn't he yeah he was he was he had he knew exactly what he had to mark and he marked over and he, that yeah he did <laughs> that run started that run started off a little tough and we were both watching. I remember yeah. you and I were watching it, and then it just kept getting better and better and better. Oh, man, that was a good run. That was one of my favorite parts of Youth Week is just interacting with kids like that. They just <laughs> run up to you and are excited to see you and excited to talk to you. So shout out Mason Mefford. I know he had a good week in the NYCHA cuttings and as well as the NCHA Summer Cutting Spectacular Aged Event. Live show participant with Section K. Yeah. Colt Moore, Cat Scratch sister, 
marked to 220 to pick up the reserve championship of the NYCHA Youth Scholarship Finals. Colt Moore just shows with a ton of grit, tons of courage. He goes for it, and he was damn sure going for it third day in the finals it was really fun to w see him do well after he came by and talked to us before the go rounds and during our last live show um, came all the way from Florida as we mentioned so obviously that's a plus come that far and do well yeah watching the junior youth is always fun and you you're enjoying it because they're little kids going down there and they're showing the hair off all these horses but then you get to the senior youth and it's tougher these kids have been showing a lot, and they're mounted on good horses. And, and I mean, they're like miniature open riders, a lot yeah. of them in there. I mean, Lance had some of the prettiest cuts, and same with Cole. I mean, it's youth cutting's tough, man. Couldn't agree more. And big shout-out to all the owners that lent their horses to youth competitors and let them hop aboard and go down and have some fun, whether it was just in the Watt or in both the Watt and the Big Pen. I know it means the world to all these youth kids. It meant the world to me the one year that David McDavid let me show one of his gildings in the youth cutting. He probably doesn't even know it, but <laughs> it was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had um, going down there on somebody's awesome horse and them being so generous as to let me do so. So big thanks to all the owners. Big thanks to everyone who supported Youth Week and big thanks to everybody that came out and cheered on all the kids. Did you guys see that huge equestrian facility that they are building in Ocala, Florida? I sure did. Did you see it, Red? Yeah, I just saw it today. It's pretty amazing what's going to be in Ocala, Florida in 2021 when it's all completed and done. Yeah, there was a video on Facebook, and uh, we all watched it, and it's about the Ocala How many world. stalls oh. do they have there? I think there's like 2,500 stalls, and they're all climate-controlled. Each stall has its own fan, and every stall is like a cinder block, like closed in with big windows, and they look like huge stalls. Yeah, that means you don't have to haul your fans Yeah, in and, and set them up and plug them in. We all know how terrible that is. And then there's the, the big-ass fans in to on top, and then each stall has a fan. Like, that's crazy. The stalls look legit. looks like you could – take any kind of horse there and feel comfortable about taking it there. Cause I mean, we all know there are some places you go and you're like, Whoa, ain't no Tent way I'm stalls. leaving these colts in these stalls, man. There's <laughs> no way. Yeah. There's a hotel, a spa, seven different restaurants, four indoor arenas, totaling like 60,000 square feet. And those are also climate controlled. A huge jumping show ring called the grand arena that seats like 8,000 people around it. Then there's a grand uh, outdoor racing track thing, and it's over like 3.2 acres. That's bananas. <laughs> I mean. That's sweet. I hope the NCHA hears about this place, and maybe they'll have some cuts That'd be there awesome. In the It'd be sweet to road trip out to Florida. I mean, everybody's always going west. It'd be it would be cool, but I bet east. it's way expensive to rent that place out, especially new. But oh, yeah. I bet there's people on the waiting list that has to be there, huh? Well, just with that area is the, I mean, I would. Yeah, it says in the video, it's the horse capital of the yeah, world. Yeah, I was going to say, I would definitely constitute it as one of the horse what? capitals of the world. Racing, Yeah, polo. racing, polo, um, jumping, um, three-day eventing. I mean, the whole deal out there. You have Western, there's rodeo folks from out there. Yep. I mean, all folks from all walks of life that 
that saddle up a horse and put a bridle on it and, and ride. I mean, it's crazy the amount of uh, horse people that live in that area. So I'm excited to see what the future holds for the World Equestrian Center in Ocala, Florida. Well, and it it'll be nice, or it would be nice just to have a show in February, January in a place. We got to watch out for hurricane season. I don't know when that is because I ain't from That's there. That's true. Good point. <laughs> hurricane season, I believe, is in the fall months, like August to October, if I remember correctly. Let's not have a cutting then. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but instead I hurricane of, season was over. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of some of the brutally cold places that you have to go. Uh, Shout out Abilene, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring your propane heaters to Abilene. <laughs> and your hand warmers and your parka. Yeah. And, and don't even bother warmer. Don't even bother with like jeans. Just put like ski pants on, <laughs> or it's car hard coveralls. Face shield. But yeah, it would be nice to have some, as we've said on the show numerous times, destination cuttings that would be fun places what? to spend a long period of time. That's been one of my favorite things about growing up and cutting is the places I've got to go to, and the different parts of the world that I've got to see. And yeah. I've never been down to Florida for a cutting. I have. And Lady Lake. Florida. That was a big cutting for a long time, wasn't it? The youth was always huge there, wasn't it? Yeah, well, um, Coltmore, uh, Colby, and Colby. They yep. were that was when they were showing a lot, and there there were several, and now I've kind of f- forgotten the names. But uh, it was hot when we went. I think it was June or July when we we were there. Well, and think about when you and I went to South Dakota, like. We had so much fun up there. That was a I mean, blast. Why I mean, else would y'all go up there if there weren't a show for there? No reason yeah. at all. Well, and that that shows out on a ranch, and we just rode horses out into the pasture one day, and they have a creek back there, and we rode Cody's three-year-olds in the creek back there up the hills. Yeah. Needless to say, we didn't work them that day because <laughs> they were tired after These that little trip. Broke. <laughs> but I mean, to what you're saying, I. I've been to a lot of states, uh, probably, I think, 30-some-odd states, 35 Just maybe. because of cutting, basically. I mean, every single one of them. Yeah. I, I, every single one of them is because I was dri- driving to a cutting somewhere or something. Yeah, so it'll be definitely exciting. And, hey, our uh, current president of the NCHA is also from Florida, so shout out Aura Deal. You yeah. might need to – Hook it up. Maybe she there. can help us with some of the, some of the ties and and pricing of renting out that beautiful facility in the future. It'd be, it'd be a wonderful treat for the NCHA, or any cutting event to be held at a place like that. So I look forward to see what's in store for the World Equestrian Center in Ocala, Florida. If you haven't seen the YouTube video, go find it. World Equestrian Center. No, yeah, World. Equ- we may just have to share it on the Facebook this Bam. week. Great idea. I'm a genius. Look I know. for the video on Section K's Facebook page if you want to see more info about the World Equestrian Center. This interview with Thomas Bray is brought to you by Brazos Valley Equine Hospitals. Brazos Valley Equine Hospitals was founded by Dr. T-Bone Buchanan. His dedication and love for the equine industry has led the practice to develop multiple facilities across Texas, including Navasota, Stephenville, Salado, and Cyprus, and internationally in Brazil. 
As one of the largest practices in the state of Texas, their hospitals feature experts in sports medicine, reproduction, and alternative medicine, along with board-certified specialists in internal medicine, surgery, critical care, and emergency. At Brazos Valley Equine Hospitals, your horse's health is their passion. With the highest quality care available, their goal is to care for each patient from conception through retirement. As highly trained and dedicated professionals, they are committed to exceeding expectations and to helping each horse reach its full athletic potential. Visit them at bveh.com or find them on Facebook at Brazos Valley Equine Hospitals. Before we get into our interview with the 5-6 limited open champion at this year's Metallic Cat Summer Cutting Spectacular, Mr. Thomas Bray, I just want to say thanks to Thomas for coming and by. And congrats. Yeah, and congrats um, for coming by while he was up here during Youth Week, helping out some of the South Texas youth competitors in the scholarship cutting. Took some time out of his schedule to come by our little secret lair here at Will Rogers Memorial Center. And talked about his win, kind of talked about how he got into the sport of cutting. I did not know Thomas until the other day when I met him. Cody, you mentioned that you guys hauled up and down the road, hauling for the world together. But, yeah, what a treat. Thomas is a great guy. Yeah, and for all the young up-and-coming trainers, this is an interview for you guys to listen to and see someone that hasn't gotten to show a lot and came here and won and – and got to be on the podcast. Yeah, and hadn't come and shown here very much no. in, pa- in the past is, is what he was telling us. And I know the first times that I walked down – I mean, I'm still nervous every time I go down there. And I've been showing at these Triple Crown events for almost 10 years now. And, I mean, I still get wound up. So, to come here and manage your nerves and, and know what's at stake and still deliver, I think that says a whole lot about Thomas and kind of who he is and what he's all about. So, Big thanks to Thomas, and big congrats to both he and his wife on their championship here at the NCHA Metallic Cat Summer Cutting Spectacular. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here at the 2019 Metallic Cat Summer Cutting Spectacular with our first champion of the cutting, Mr. Thomas Bray. He rode I'm Highly Decorated to 221.5 points for Jim and Norda Berger for the limited open win in the 5-6 open division. Thomas, what's up, man? How are you? I guess it's well, been, welcome, Thomas. been a little bit since since your win. Um, what was it like picking up a win here in the big house? Oh, man, it's been great. You know, uh, like a dream come true. You work your whole life. You go to school and come home and you work and you, you're out of school. And, man, just I've been on my own since 2009. <clears throat> And I started out riding two-year-olds, and then I got some show horses and more show horses, and then now I got, now I'm back to a bunch of two-year-olds, so, and uh, Norda being from down there where I'm from, she only lives four miles from my barn, and she just kind of gave me an opportunity to show this horse at the earlier the year, and we got him, and since they made that limited deal, you can only enter, you can enter the limited, and just the limited, and I had another filly, another mare that I wanted to show, and he was on board, and then I got Norder on board. So I brought two horses up here to the Derby, and I guess saying if they didn't have that just enter the limited, I wouldn't even been here. So yeah. thank, 
That's a big thank deal. Thank the NCHA for that, really. Yeah. I mean, that's a for guys like me that don't have a slew of horses, you know, uh, and then you get the opportunity to come up here and show, man, it's 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 pretty nice. It's really fun and coming up here and getting that win, you know, everybody congratulating you from the from the top dogs to the weenie dogs, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a it's a great feeling and I wanted to stick around, you know, and sh- and hang out that night, but my wife had to go to work six o'clock and six o'clock the next morning. We got home at two o'clock in the morning, and she had to be at work. and And man, I, she was getting up, going to work. So I said, you know, I'm going to work too. So <laughs> I didn't get much sleep that night. But uh, hey, this is this is what it's all about. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was actually talking to Cody, and he said that you had had bounced up out of there, and Cheyenne Porterfield mentioned the same thing that. You guys were just kind of just good, hardworking people, and that kind of sums up kind of what they told me. Just got to get back after the finals to be at work. (laughs) Man, I guess your wife's obviously a team player back there getting your horse ready and and just being being on board with everything and then just being able to go back and get to work at 6 a.m., that says a whole lot about her. Oh, man, she's she's great, man. Uh, You know, like helping me at shows and – we have a little boy that's three and a half years old, and he takes a lot of work. <laughs> he's like a rooster with a kite string on his foot, man. He's <laughs> everywhere. And, uh, you know, with babysitting and, you know, she has a full-time job. She works Monday through Thursday, some Fridays. You know, she comes home, cooks dinner, helps me when when she can, goes the weekend cuttings. Hey, it's what it's about. What more can you ask, huh? <laughs> hey. That's right. <laughs> couldn't thank her enough, really. I, I really couldn't. So going in, you mentioned that these horses were only entered in the limited, and obviously huge thanks to the NCHA for having that accessibility to the young and up-and-coming trainers, and I think that's a huge integral part to growing the sport and getting as many young guys in there in that coliseum as we can and showing as many horses as possible and hopefully doing well is super important to growing the sport and i think that it's very important that we highlight that kind of what was your game plan coming into the to the first round obviously with it just being kind of a go round in a finals you kind of gotta <laughs> hang it out just enough but not be kind of too crazy it's still an age event kind of what was your no oh, man game like plan? um like coming up to the week prior i went and worked at my buddy's um justin white which is a great friend of mine and um and then I went to Jonathan Rogers and worked and just uh my whole mindset I even told my wife when we left home I said you know I just want to go and I want to mark that you know I think it took a 16 and a half or 17 maybe to make the finals at the Super Stakes so I just knew uh, if I could mark that 16 and a half you know on either horse I had a pretty damn good chance and I went out on that first mare and uh, I just had one little bobble, and, man, they killed me for it. But, hey, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And then I came back on that gilding and marked that 17-and-a-half. And, man, I when I looked at that scoreboard and saw that 17-and-a-half, I couldn't believe it really. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, piggybacking off of that and go, getting ready to show in the finals and knowing that Dylan Meyer was first and had a 19, what was your game plan going in there? Well, uh, truth being known, uh, when I saw he was first – uh, my heart was thumping a little bit because I knew him. As y'all know, that kid is talented, man, and he 
he's a he's a cattle master of our generation because he's a cow picker and uh I just knew he was going he was probably going to light that scoreboard up so I just Jonathan Rogers told me he said hey uh just be out of that penalty box and you don't have to throw sand on the spectators just <laughs> work the eye of the cow and and uh man it all it all went well you know and then you know there's a there's a lot of good there was some really really good horses in that finals I'm not I can't remember all their names but I knew Troy D was last and man he's he has a lot more gray hair than I got <laughs> and uh hell he's shown a lot more than I have so I knew he was going to be uh he was damn sure a candidate to win because I think he 19 in that first go so I knew he had a horse caliber of beating me so uh it didn't matter at that point. I was just happy. What were you feeling about that particular horse before the show started? Where, where, where were you thinking where she, would, where the horse was at before you went down there in the first go? Well, um, come a week prior, man, I just I was thinking to myself I was going to do way better on my on my mare than I was my gilding. Um, my gilding was not working good coming up here. <laughs> I was probably overthinking it. I was fretting a little bit. Uh, I think the first day I got here, I worked a flag, and then the second day I was here, I worked a cow. And then I asked Jonathan if he would help me work him on the flag. <laughs> and uh, so I went with that, and um, the day of the finals, man, I – jr had worked him last on that flag and i just said hey man uh my motor's running a little bit you mind working him on that flag for me again he was like no not at all <laughs> <laughs> so after you won and they interviewed you down there in the arena you told a story about how you were pretty nervous and not even on your horse when you were about to be next oh. <laughs> tell that again <laughs> well uh so that first horse marked a 19 i first horse marked a 19 second horse went out so i'm already standing there and third horse is going and i'm still looking at the my, my cow sheet and uh craig thompson says hey uh hey tomo you uh you gonna get on your horse you're next <laughs> <laughs> and another good story is uh, i didn't tell this story down there but uh when the draw came out prior to the show uh i was second in that first set that morning and um, I've always told myself and told people, and hell, if you know me real good, you know I like to be second or fourth. And uh, and Norda, the owner, says, "Oh, you know, you're second in that second, that second in that first day, or second day in that first set." And I said, "Yes, ma'am." I said, "That's okay, because my favorite numbers is two and four. <laughs> and then when that draw came out for that finals, I was fourth. So I was like, "Hell yeah, that's crazy." <laughs> that's crazy. So you've dropped jonathan rogers name a handful of times i think all three of us have come accustomed to seeing jr at all the shows and kind of his lightheartedness and just kind of how funny of a dude that guy is what's it like having somebody like that in your corner and somebody just kind of keeping you grounded and and keeping you level-headed up there in the cow box when you're getting ready to show oh man there's like there's a lot of people man i i can't think enough you know i mean even going back when i was a kid yeah hell, a lot of people don't know i started out with bobby hunt you know who's a works for the NCHA now, and then I went to Mark Mills, and man, they're they're probably the first two guys to text me, hey, you know, calm down, it's gonna be fine, you know, and then uh, 
hell from there i went to i hung out at boyd rice's a little bit and that's where you and i first met yeah exactly you guys out were hauling out, out there maybe a Wilton, Burns, California, or Burns, Oregon. Burns, Oregon. Or that was the first stop. Yeah. Bob's Hickory Rio days. Yeah, yep. Bob's Hickory Rio, and Taryn was showing old socks. Yep. Yeah. And, and you yep. and Casey had a horse. and Yeah, Casey Rice had a horse. Yeah, that's right. And we just loaded up and went out there with them because at the time I was hauling in the novice non-pro and the youth. and and uh, But, yeah, man, there's a lot of people to thank, you know, and um, probably like Bryant Slaughter, the guy that helped me you know helped me come up here and he helps me up here and he helped me there and i uh we went out to dinner the night before the finals and i was thinking to myself you know probably the guy that's helped me as many times as anybody in my corners bryant slaughter <laughs> and uh justin white who's my my best friend my dear friend um uh, he wasn't here he's hauling for the world so he was up at uh ignacio i think he called me about 11 or 12 times during that finals <laughs> and uh but uh having jr you know he sits there and he talks to you a lot you know um uh, and craig thompson and steve-o you know they're all my buddies really because you know we're all kind of we all kind of live down there you know and steve-o i think he steve and craig helped me at my very first age event i ever went to you know so i just having those guys turn back you know help you you know bryant gets me out craig he he gets me out also and and uh, Steve-O and Steve-O and Jr. you know, they help a lot of people. You know, uh, Steve-O, one reason I use him a lot and Jr. if you help them at any time, they'll damn sure tell you, do not let that cow go to that wall. <laughs> so uh, I knew I was going to be there in the middle. <laughs> so you've mentioned all these people, and that's a testament to the way cutting is. It's a big family. But you also told me a story a little bit ago about Brian's daughter, Lexi, and how that night after after you showed, she asked if you were going to be back for the youth, and and that's why you're up here. And being that you and I grew up in this and shown in the youth in the water arena, tell us how much that means to you having her ask for you to be up here, and then you coming back up here and helping her show. Well, um, man, there's several of those kids, you know, down there in South Texas, man. Our youth cuttings are it's tough, ginormous, man. I remember last year one cutting. And Gonzalez won uh, last year. I don't remember the month it was, but we had 53 kids wow, in the youth. That's unreal. That is like crazy. And uh, man, I remember back in the youth days. You know, uh, you know these kids today. They get to cut fresh cows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, back when Cody and I were in that youth, man, we had to cut reruns a lot of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And man, if uh, if you were lucky enough to cut a fresh cow in a rerun class, oh man, that was outstanding yeah <laughs> and uh so we um so i just make it a big point you know i'm gonna put 110 percent for them kids or for anybody i help whether i like you or not you don't know if i do or, or not but <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna give 110 percent no matter who it is and lexi you know bryant i asked him um bryant had a little tough luck in that first go and he only had one shot in it too and and uh i was kind of thinking i was like well brian are you gonna stay and help me he was like, well, hell yeah. <laughs> so he stayed two extra nights to help me. So uh, when Lexi asked me to help her, I was like, you know, I helped her all year. And my wife was like, baby, you need to come back up. So we drove home, and I worked horses for a week. And then I I came back up here, and I told her I would help her in the World Finals. And when I got here, I was only helping one kid in the World Finals, which was Lexi. And now I think I helped six kids just <laughs> in that senior youth, you know. And uh, 
you know, uh, I take it pretty personal on them cows. You know, when they're no good, I, you know, I kind of feel like I didn't do my job. But hey, you know, that's just the way it goes. And uh, but yeah, I just I like helping them kids. You know, because it, I mean, they're the up and comers of this sport, and they're gonna they're gonna keep this NCHA together, and you know, and I don't know, but <laughs> I just well, like doing it. Yes, sir. Well, and it's kind of like giving back, just like all those years when we were showing in the youth and all those guys stayed there to help us. It's, and it's you paying it back just like just like they did to us when they were helping us, and, and now you're in that position that you get to help them youth kids and they look up to you. So, that's Oh, man, it's, 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 it's a great feeling, really. I mean, for me, especially when I help a kid and they down there in South Texas, it's, dude, it's nothing for one to mark 77. And, man, you do that you're pretty pumped about it you know i'm i'm just as pumped as they are because i know the way i felt when i did good and when guys put all their effort into it you know i just feel like if i if they hire me to help them no matter if it's an adult or a kid i'm gonna do my best so we've talked a little bit about what's kind of been going on lately how did you get into into cutting in general oh dude uh that's a long story, but we got, uh, t- we got all day. Man, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, um, man, I, my dad. You know, he's he's been everything. You know, and uh, we, my dad traded horses a lot, and I still go to a lot of horse sales. <laughs> if I'm not cutting, I'm horse trading. I just like to do it. You know, it's kind of what you grew up doing. I'm gonna go off subject for a minute, but uh, a guy told me the other day. He said. Uh, he said, man, you come a long ways from just being a cell barn kid. <laughs> so that kind of made me feel good. <laughs> but, uh, man, I've roped. I mean, I've team sorted, team pinned. I've been back to roping. I've cut. Um, I went back to roping. And then I went back to cut. And then I was cutting and roping at the same time. And, man, I went to college. And um, I just I wasn't going to have the support if I just was going to be a horse trainer. You know, and uh, so I went, so I took a break, you know, uh, during, when I graduated high school, my, um, I thought I could get this figured out, and my dad told me, well, you're going to need to move out and get a job. <laughs> I figured out real quick, I better go to school. It took me six years to get through school. <laughs> six years. <laughs> I was a five and a half, Thomas, so. No, I no I breaks, because my dad knew I would not go back. And uh, I went on a rodeo scholarship, I a lot of people that. don't know that. But I, I rope steers, you know, and I love to rope. I still love to college? rope. Um, I started out there in Wharton, Wharton Junior College down there in South Texas, and then I went to – I graduated from Sam Houston. Yes, sir. And uh, and then, you know, then people, they, they paid for my school to, to rope for them. And, man, I, I didn't pick up a cutting horse at all. I didn't even ride a cutting horse while I was in college. Because, Tie down or team rope? Uh, or? Team rope. Team rope. Yeah. And uh, so then uh, – but I, I, I knew – when I was in college, I was going to be a cutting horse trainer. That was just bottom line. And then when I graduated, uh, I graduated in um, December. I graduated on a uh, Saturday. On a Tuesday, I went on a date with my wife, and I've been with her ever since. <laughs> and, uh, man, I guess in about, oh, uh, 2010, summer of 2010 is the first time I ever showed a horse in an open class, and I won my first check as an open rider in, I think, about, June or July, somewhere around in there. That's pretty awesome. And uh, I've been at it ever since. Daylight to dark. <laughs> Maybe even before. 
Oh, yeah, before daylight hits. <laughs> Especially down there in the South Texas heat. In the heat, yeah. Hell, it's a, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So it's probably pretty apparent your favorite cutting memory is probably what took place here at the beginning of this show. Am oh, I? without a doubt. Yeah. Man, I've made a... I've made finals here and there as an amateur, a non-pro, but man, when you win one as an open rider, it ain't, it's damn sure not a feeling like it. Yes, sir. Any any memories like watching people or maybe being out of fraternity or fraternity finals or maybe a run in Gonzalez that you just remember like, damn, that was an awesome run that just really sticks out to you? Oh, dude, there's hell, as y'all know, there's so many good horses in this, I mean, in this sport, you know, I mean... Name, hell, you can't, you can't. I can't even name. I mean, I can't name so them all. Yeah. There's so many yeah. of them. Uh, hell, uh, probably the latest, you know, uh, Metallic Cat and the Rebel, and I mean, hell, right now Rolls Royce, and you know, hell, the other night that damn uh, Duramax Dooley. Hell, yeah. that's a good some gun too, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of good horses out there, and there's a good hand on every corner. And they have a good horse. I mean, who and I know Cody can remember this, but hell, who in their right mind would have think it'd take a 38 or 38 and a half to make the finals or yeah, whatever, crazy. you know? I mean, who would have thought that? We were it's crazy. The, I mean, you know, and hell, if you don't have a horse that can mark 219s, you might as well not come to town because you, you're going to get your ass kicked, yep. you know? <laughs> yep. So what kind of – Obviously, you're a workaholic. I can just I just <laughs> met you today, and I can tell you're a workaholic. Um, what are some things that you enjoy, or maybe you and your wife enjoy doing whenever y'all aren't horseback or, or doing some? Oh, ranch dude, work? Cody knows this, man. Me and my wife like to dance. So. <laughs> like go to like uh. Oh, we have a place here where we live, and cool. we go we go dance or hang out. I mean, I, my my best friend Justin White has a place, you know, and we go hunt and. We have a good time, you know. It's great. Yeah. I um, just love hanging out with people, good yeah. people, and talking and and just talking horses, talking hunting, talking fishing. It don't matter. It's just like good conversation. Would you like to bird hunt or like whitetail hunt? or? I like to deer hunt. Deer hunt? Yeah. Archery, rifle? Rifle, rifle? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. See, I did a whole lot of deer hunting before I got into this, and I feel like right when deer season gets – heated up november 1st dude like i'm gonna busy, tell you uh, so. <laughs> and my buddy justin white and i man uh if i mean if he don't do no good fraternity or we don't have no fraternity horses we'll just watch uh we'll just watch cutting horse central on our phone in the deer stand <laughs> <laughs> what's uh your fondest memory of watching the youth cutting because i can think of plenty being here and, and showing in the scholarship cutting and watching some of these kids show these horses and then even getting to show, what's one of your fondest memories? Probably one of the most uh, memorable ones was when I, uh, I'm i showing a horse that probably hadn't won 10,000, <laughs> and I'm showing a, I'm seeing uh, Blaze Cogdell show uh, Shania C. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know, champ. I didn't know what to think. <laughs> and then you have uh, Cooper Cogdell at the time. He shows old work smooth. Yeah. You know, uh, man, those horses are outstanding. Back when we were in the youth, and, and both of them could show. And hell, uh, I can't remember um, back there. Dooley Lena, man, that horse was outstanding with Micah. You know, uh, hell, 
and then you had Tatum showing that good marrow. Uh, ja- I think her Jazzy, name Jazzy Jazzy Olina. Jazzy Olina. Uh, yeah, I mean it's just some of them horses were outstanding. And hell, I'm coming from South Texas. I'm a little fish in a big pond. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing about coming from California back here too. So, you know. Uh, but hey, there's a there's a lot of people in my same shoes, you know, struggling for horses and whatnot. But man, you know, hey, I I get up and get dressed just like all them other guys do. And uh, if you're willing to put the effort into it, damn it, you're gonna get paid for it. Amen. That's Absolutely. just what I think about. Well, Thomas, this has been an unbelievable interview, man. Yeah. Seriously, this has oh. been great. I can't thank you enough for coming by and the NCHA needs to hear from more people like you guys. Oh like man, you I tell you. You know, uh, I just can't thank, you know, all the people that have helped me along the way, you know. I mean, from from my wife from my, to my parents to everybody. I mean, it's just a – Takes it, a village. Oh, man. You know, uh, hell, one day you're getting advice from this guy, and the next day you're getting advice from that guy. And, you know, you just got to find your natch and, and, just, and just do it, you know, and – Hell, I don't know what to say. Yeah, Just man. work hard. <laughs> well, congrats, man. You're the 2019 Metallic Cat Summer Spectacular Classic Challenge Limited Champion. So congrats on that, and good luck the rest of the year, and good luck showing, brother. All Thanks right, man, I appreciate it. the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Thomas. Thanks, Thomas. Yeah, That's going to do it for today's episode of the Section K Podcast. Congratulations to all of our amateur champions, all of our youth champions. Also, big congrats to everyone that secured a spot in the Open Derby semifinals here at the Metallic Cat Summer Cutting Spectacular. Good luck to all the non-pro derby competitors, and be sure to follow along the Section K Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, at Section K Podcast. If there's anyone you want to hear interviewed, I've gotten a few submissions here that we're currently working on, so thanks for the feedback. Be sure and send us an email, Pod gmail.com or slide into our dms and uh, give us a suggestion like i said we got a couple that we are hoping to get interviewed soon so we appreciate the suggestions um good luck to everyone and we'll be seeing y'all down the road adios bye hey live show hey section k episode number two live from the ncha metallic cat summer cutting spectacular takes place final Sunday. Be sure to come out. I think we're going to get started right around 11 a.m. in the exhibit hall. Come out and hang out with the Section K crowd before the Open Derby and non-pro derby finals. CBL will be back in the fold with myself and Cody Headland. Section K live from the Metallic Cat Summer Cutting Spectacular. When, when I look back on all I've learned Most bridges still stand, yeah, but some lay burn love that was made and the love that was lost it's been worth it despite all the costs promises were made but most were broken words i needed i always left unspoken some say scars only heal with time so it seems i've left my glass behind when the road ends though i'll find another way i'll follow that sunset to brighter days so let's raise a glass to our memories hope we have many more times just like these Cause before you know it, my friend will be gone, gone, gone. And hopefully you have someone to love. Hold them tight and raise your glass above. 
before you know it, my friend will be gone, long gone, gone, long gone. Loving Lady Luck, splitting half day trains, so I'll wait and right till they come back again. We'll watch another sunset slowly fade away and save our last words for another day. Then we'll all celebrate, yeah, we'll all laugh and dance. We'll do it all so nothing's even left to chance. As long as there's a drink and a few good friends, we'll ride this train until it ends. So hop on board, won't you please come along? Cause the times we shared are what made this song. So let's raise a glass to our memories and hope we have many more times just like these. Cause before you know it, my friend will be gone, long gone. And hopefully you have someone to love. Hold them tight and raise your glass above. Cause before you know it, my friend will be Gone, long gone, gone, long gone. So I'll keep on going, I'll keep on trucking. You tie me down, I won't stop bucking. Gonna keep picking on these six strings. One day you'll see what my music brings. And I'll thank all the ones who said to never quit. And I'll laugh at all the others who gave me shit. Regrets, they travel hand in hand with age. My remedy's waiting for me up on center stage. One day I'll be up here, yeah, in the spotlight. Just doing what I love and everything will be alright. Everything's gonna be alright. Oh, everything will be alright tonight. So let's raise a glass to our memories and hope we have many more times just like these. Cause before you know it, my friend will be gone, long gone. And hopefully you have someone to love. Hold them tight and raise your glass above. Cause before you know it, my friend will be gone, long gone. Yeah, gone, long gone.